American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. You know his vision of America, but do you know his name? One of the most highly respected artists of America's Great Depression era, John Stuart Curry, defined the country's perceptions of the American Midwest. His painting, Tornado Over Kansas, is still one of the most iconic images in U.S. pop culture today. For the first time in a quarter century, Curry's masterworks will be exhibited under one roof. Visit the Muskegon Museum of Art in Michigan this summer to see John Stuart Curry, Weathering the Storm, an exhibition of life, art, and the American Midwest. To learn more, visit muskeganartmuseum.org slash curry. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at visitsydneyne.com. Make this picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the New Wine Trail. Plan your trip today at mounthoodterritory.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal-clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. On today's episode, Western Washington is home to many vintage venues for dining and socializing that proudly maintain their links to the past. Matt Shea is back with us to share some of his firsthand experiences visiting a number of the region's favorite heritage places for food and fun. And it's always fun, Matt Shea, when we have you with us. Welcome back. Thank you, Gary, and a happy 2024 to you. And to you as well, sir. 
you know, it's just great when we get a chance to go forward while taking time to look back into the past and appreciate our forebears and the culture they created. Many times the town culture, known for friendliness, good food, good drink, good times. And you, my friend, you don't just get on the internet and look up this stuff. You get to these places and have the experiences for yourself. Oh, yes, I do. And in fact, I connected with my buddy Richard this week, and we went to Bellingham's The Horseshoe Cafe from 1886. Wow. Because that is Washington State's longest running cafe. We have a phone number, which is 360 933 4301 and www.horseshoecafe.com. And they're off of Holly Street, 113 East Holly Street, Bellingham, Washington, 98225. Now, Mason and Victor certainly gave us the red carpet treatment there. And I asked Mason, what are the favorite dishes at this place? He goes, well, no, we're a place that's open till 2 o'clock at night on Fridays and Saturdays, 2.30. And we open at 9 in the morning. That's pretty early for most cafes. Their fried chicken is renowned. Chicken with waffles, with pancakes, gravy, and eggs. That's what Richard and I have. But they also have great baked pies. And they have a lot of stuff there. You can get nachos, burgers, salads, French dip, breakfast all day. They also have milkshakes there. But I want to point out something. They have an old-time photograph booth. Remember those when you were a teenager, you got a girl for the first date, you cram in and you get like four pictures and it develops there? They have a wall. <laughs> yes, de- I do. <laughs> they have a wall dedicated to such pictures. It's a lot of fun. And then they have the ranch room with some stories attached. Keep in mind, we're talking about a place from 1886. There's a painting of a cowboy But if you look closer, it used to be a painting of a woman. I guess there was a nighttime business upstairs, which Victor took us to, something that the police don't like to talk about. And the owner made friends with a lot of them. So such a painting of one was changed, but you could tell by looking at it. And it rivals the one facing it on the other wall because it's a guy by himself, the owner, But at one time, there were three beautiful women with him. So there's a lot of funny, no-no stories read between the lines. I think the party's still going on at that place. Sounds to me like you're talking about repurposed artwork. It certainly is. But by gosh, the place is always full. They're renowned. It's where you go for breakfast all day. But you could show up at 2 in the morning and get a burger there. It's fantastic. And again, they gave us the tour. Upstairs, what it was like in the 1800s, the basement, how the place used to operate until they updated things to the 20th century. I love that that you actually go up there because you don't live in Bellingham. It's some distance for you to get there. But for you, it's a labor of love. And I particularly appreciate you, Matt Shea, for your willingness to go and do the field work, tasty field work, but field work and diligent you are. The Horseshoe Cafe's a must. And Mason pointed out a little stamp machine. It wasn't, it's like almost like a square foot. You could pick it up with one hand. On more than one occasion, that thing threw itself off of a shelf where he had to pick it up and put it back on. Other such happenings. 
I think the parties of last century is still going on live and well. You know, I was thinking as you just related that last anecdote, the idea that history lives on and maybe from another dimension. I'm always fascinated by that. Yes. It's, just something, it's one of those things that if you go to older locations, and they don't have to be that old either, but this is Washington's oldest cafe. If something like that were going to happen, I would expect that it would happen there. Oh, yes. And they had the stories, and they're a lot of fun there. I love the patrons. Everybody's warm. Great people. They're a fun culture, a fun neighborhood. I like Bellingham a lot anyway. there It's a... It's a pretty town, and it's a pretty friendly town as well. I've been there a few times, stayed there, spent a weekend there. I like Bellingham just fine. Okay. So so who do we have next? You've got quite a list here, Matt. We have Beth's Cafe from 1954. But of course. And this is the first greasy spoon my older brothers took me to. Now, when we first went there, they said, you can do it, you can do it. In those days, they had the 12-egg omelet mm. for free if you could clean the plate. Well, I'm the runt of the litter. You know, I'm little Matthew. The four of us were able to do that, but we tipped handsomely. So they still made their profit and were welcomed back, but we were able to jump through that hope, and they're good. Now, what I like about Beth's Cafe is that it hasn't changed a bit. You could still sit in the booths. You could sit up at the counter and the artwork, they're 8 by 10 pieces of paper where people scribbled with colored pencils. It looks like a grade school had an art contest, but it's littered all over the place. It hasn't changed a bit. And when you're there, it looks like the bread line during the Depression. you got quite a lineup of people patiently waiting. They are renowned for overloading the plate, but they also have burgers. They have milkshakes, root beer floats. But breakfasts are the big ones, and not just the omelets. They have the six-egg omelet as well, but they also have uh, the steak and eggs. They have everything imaginable there. It's a popular place. You have bragging rights if you could get inside and get a seat. They're that popular still. Now, let me ask you, Matt, you polished off a 12-egg omelet. The four of us boys did, but in those days, we were so much younger, nothing to it. Hey, let's go out and play. <laughs> I don't think at any age I could have done that. What that must look like on a plate, and how big was the plate, by the way? They were good-sized plates, and it literally covered that. And then we could see in the back all of these cartons of eggs. You know, they come in 12 or 18, and they had a huge stack going to the ceiling of empty ones because guys like us kept going there. But it's wonderful, and I'll say it again. We're going back to 1954. The building has never been painted a second time. The inside has not changed. It's all original. It's the same type of community, the Green Lake area, that part of Aurora Avenue. That's Cafe, still going strong. Did they close for a while during COVID? They had closed for a while, but by popular outcry, they got in line again and they got their rhythm back. They're Thank going goodness. full guns as they always have. That's great. Great to hear. Okay, who's up next? We are the Luna Park Cafe, very near Alki Point. It is 206-935-7250. LunaParkCafe.com, 
2918 Avalon Way, Seattle, Washington, 98126. Now, a buddy of mine who craves this dieter stuff, he discovered it first. And so we went there. It was unbelievable. And while you're waiting, you're not just looking at the menu. You're looking at the memorabilia. And he couldn't believe it, and he got the owner out to verify it. They had a newspaper clipping from Clear Lake, Iowa, the day the music died. We're talking February 3rd, 1959 of the incident. So it was dated February 4th. They had the original front page news. That hits home. They have a lot of records hanging up, all sorts of hanging up, all sorts of memorabilia. But boy, that one with Holly, the big bopper Valens, that one really hit home. The food is outrageous. And keep in mind, Alki Beach is just a couple minutes down the street. You could hear the foghorns. You could smell the salt water. You could eat outside or inside. They have got French toast, biscuits and gravies. They got their omelets. They got great burgers, sandwiches, Seattle's, and they had salads. And they address the Seattle crowd pretty good. They got quite a vegan menu, and they also got cocktails and a wide variety of Seattle coffees and teas. The Luna Park Cafe is a lot of fun. They know their clientele. Oh, yes, it's definitely a Seattle. I love that. Keep on going. We're on a roll here, Matt. Okay. We are now going back to the year 1916, the Arctic Club, which has the Polar Bar. And they were momentarily closed because of COVID, but they came back stronger than ever. I was talking to them just a half hour before the show. 206-776-9090 thearctichotel.com. This is a 10-story building with 120 rooms, 700 3rd Avenue South, Seattle, Washington, 98104. They have the Polar Bar, and it's in the main lobby as they have a grand fireplace with luxurious furniture. That lobby is considered all part of the bar. They have tacos, salads, salmon, burgers, fish and chips, on and on, a very famous jalapeno bacon cheddar cheese clam chowder. But you could basically have it anywhere in their luxurious lobby or the side that emphasizes the bar or right in front of that fireplace that I think you could drive a car, a small car through. But they have their history there as well. They had, sadly, Congressman Marion Zionchek, who was born in Poland, December 5th, 1900, He had mental issues. While in Congress, he drove his car around on the White House lawn. He went to a public fountain at Rockefeller Center and also one in Washington, D.C., and started dancing in it, getting wet like he's taking a shower. Multitude of speeding tickets where he did not arrive for his court appearances, being arrested and sent to an asylum for evaluation. And sadly, when he had his office at the Arctic Club on the fifth floor, he jumped out the window. Mm. To this day, the elevators are known to travel to that fifth store by themselves and open up. It's a reoccurrence. They've got such funny stories happening there, things moving, the shadows. And the people I talked to, they said part of orientation is they're asked, you don't mind working in a haunted place. No, they love it. It's a friendly thing, 
an attention getter, but you're surrounded by all this luxury. And when you step out the front door, you have the waterfront, downtown Seattle, Pioneer Square, so close to the public market. It is win-win at the Arctic Club and a lot of history there. Including some tragic history, I'm sorry to say. Yes. But a great place to visit. Now, this gets better. I never knew that Everett, Washington, our neighboring town, had the Vintage Cafe from 1892. Now, at one time, it was called The Cave because the moment the prohibition was lifted, they were the first one in the area to have a liquor license. So they were called The Cave. When you walk in there, you are surrounded by an 1892 brick structure. The bricks are there, the wooden floors, stained glass, Tiffany lamps, beautiful antique furniture, a beautiful bar that goes back 150 years. Every seat in the house is breathtaking. You know when you walk into a place, you try to pick that one that's kind of cozy. They're all A+. When I walked around, I didn't know which one I preferred. They all had that. And then Jen and Joey were fantastic. Jen gave me a little tour of the place. Joey suggested their mulligan stew, which is to die for. Then I had a Reuben sandwich on top of it. And are you ready? One of their friends say, hey, you're going to be on the radio tomorrow, the American Road Trip Talk. Yeah, let them know that there are a lot of cute girls right here, okay? So there, (laughs) the announcement has been made, and she's right. There are. I saw them. It is a fun place, and they've got great seafood there. They got great hamburgers. You could have breakfast, a wide variety of good coffees, teas, and, of course, a full bar. They have it all. Beautiful place, but my God, 1892, the Vintage Cafe, I was stunned. I wasn't expecting something so pristine. It was as if it was just constructed and opened an hour early. That's how preserved this place was. Unbelievable. Very well preserved with an eye to the past, but also looking to the contemporary clientele that they would attract. Yes, this is a place where you would take someone out to a formal dinner, but you could also get a group of guys there also. It has that leeway to it. But the stained glass, everything, my God, it's, it, it's, it's out of Hollywood. That's how beautiful it is. Mm. Now we're going to go to my neighborhood, and believe me, they're listening in. We are talking about Kevin and Lynette's The Lucky 13 Saloon, built in 1962. It was built to be a biker bar. It was initially called the Californian. It always has been one, a tame, fun, come-as-you-are, down-to-earth establishment. Their number, 360-653-2022, and they are 8421 State Avenue, Marysville, Washington, 98270. This is a fun, reformed biker built place with a lot of biker memorabilia from yesterday with a Western touch to it. But there's even more than that. You've seen these places that had the bare skin rug on the, you know, in front of the fireplace. Oh, sure. Well, they don't need a fireplace. It's warm. The people there, the temperature, and that's not a bare skin rug. 
That would be Smokey, the cat. This is the biggest cat I've ever held in my life. It's the size of a large pillowcase. Very affectionate. Mystique will come up to you, brush. He can hop on your lap if you're willing to. Just a beautiful cat. They got a pool table there. Fun to play there. They have what I call the Dr. Pepper table. They had a group of youngsters in recently. They were probably in their 70s, young people. They were regulars. They will have their sarsaparilla, their Dr. Pepper. They went straight for the salads. Taco Tuesday is amazing there. These are my definition of big tacos. They cover the plate. Three bucks a taco, you're getting quite a deal there. But they also have famous ribs there. Kevin has his famous ribs and briquettes. And also we have the famous tots that Lynette does. But they also have more than that. They have got a variety of hot dogs there, including a Seattle dog. Uh, They have got mozzarella sticks, a deep-fried pickle. I might also try one, and it'll be there. Fried mushrooms. They have got grilled chicken salads. It goes on and on. They got Big Al's hot wings. A lot of fun finger food, but great salads too. Rib debtors. They cover all the bases. And continuously, people are there for the takeout. So that tells you something about the place. The clientele is magnificent. Whether you're sitting at a table or at the bar, it's warm. You belong there. Come as you are. Hey, that door is always open for you. I would love to visit them, especially on Taco Tuesday. Well, I tell you what, the people at Jiffy Lube, which shares the property, the parking lot, excuse me, they did big favors for me. So I foot the bill and I sent them in on the Taco Tuesday. We are officially friends for life at this point. <laughs> now I have a fun landmark, and it is the 1959 Pancake Chef, which is just a little north of the airport, and you and I know of this place. Absolutely. Two, I love it there. 206-431-9411, thepancakechef.net. 15215 Military Road South, SeaTac, Washington, 98188. I've ate there many times, and the first time it was a friend who brought me there. Matt, you can't believe this place. The place is crowded. The pancakes are great. You know, the good ones. And guess what? You get this huge coffee pot at your table. You get to pour your own coffee. I love that touch to it. And yes, they got burgers and so forth, but pancakes waffles, omelets. That's the big thing. Now, here is something, Gary. I used to drive shuttle at several different hotels in that area, and all the time people would ask, hey, where could we get a good breakfast? I would take them there. I'd have people come from out of town. Hey, Matt, can you take us to the Pancake Chef? You know where it is, don't you? It's popular. The parking lot is always full, which is a good sign. It's common for people to have to wait a little bit. Well, that's because it's worth it. Exactly. You took the words out of my mouth, Matt. Yes, and I've had to wait more than once. I've been to Pancake Chef several times and loved every visit, loved every meal I had there. I especially loved going there for breakfast. And yes, many times you will have to wait, but that's the sign of a great diner. 
That's exactly. And they have a vintage style. You think you're stepping back into the 1950s, <clears throat> and I love that about the place, as well as the food and the good service and the friendly atmosphere. The Pancake Chef still has some of the original 1959 decor and tables, those big, sturdy black ones from the 50s. They're still there since the day they opened. Now, the last one is my grandparents' favorite place. When I was staying there as a kid in the 1960s, a sleepover, they dressed up and we're going to go to our favorite restaurant. It's the Poodle Dog in 1933. That's when they opened. 253-922-6161, PoodleDogRestaurant.com. And they got the pup room for those who are over 21. And my grandparents loved that place, took me there. I loved it. But now I have an offer to go there once a week because Skip and Sharon Lange once a week rent out one of their banquet halls and they run a show there. It is a great place there. The food is great. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, a place to hang out. You could throw receptions there. The Poodle Dog. And they still got that old neon sign. Remember that? Take a photo. I've done it. It's classic. It is classic and they're running strong. 1933 on forward. Fantastic. Matt Shea, thank you, sir, for joining us once again. And we hope to have you back soon. Thank you. And once again, a happy new year to you and everyone. And to you as well, sir. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine, with all your itinerary, we could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.